Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex trying to shake off the disappointment of an 0-2 start, understanding that this is a long season and a lot of strange twists and turns usually occur for the Philadelphia Eagles during the course of a season. So with the Bengals coming to town, we're going to take our first look at them. They're 0-2. They've got the number one draft pick, Joe Burrow, at the quarterback position. They've got a lot of talents, so don't take this game on Sunday lightly. We'll visit with Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com. He'll tell us the inside word on Cincinnati. And we're also going to have our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson as he searches for answers. Questions about the quarterback, Carson Wentz, the offensive production, injuries. Oh boy, the head coach has a lot going on. But let's begin with right tackle Lane Johnson, who made his 2020 debut on Sunday against the Rams after missing the opener with an ankle injury. Johnson has battled some injuries in the past. He's a tough guy. He's an incredibly key member of the Eagles offense, and he is ready for a good Cincinnati front on Sunday. One-on-one with right tackle Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Uh, first question is, how did, uh, how did it feel on Sunday getting through the injury, and how do you feel a few days after. Yeah, it felt good uh, getting back out there. I had limited practice, but just glad to be out there and and playing football. It's it's not the uh, end result that we wanted, but it feels good to be back out there and and running around. Lane, what is it like for you to miss a football game? Describe what you go through emotionally, because I know you love being out there so much. Uh, Well, it's just I have a lot of guys that, you know, depend on me. I depend on them, and when you're not out there, man, it feels like, uh, you know, missing a piece of the puzzle, I, I I would say. So, yeah. At Washington, you're on the sideline. Were you involved in coaching up guys? I mean, were you standing there with Stout looking at things in a more critical manner? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to tell the young guys to really just not try not to overthink. I know you have a lot of stuff going through your head. You're trying to be perfect on every play, but try to drown all that out, concentrate one play at a time, and then really on the sidelines was stay out of the, stay out of the way, and I uh, picked up a lot of trash that day. So, <laughs> Lane, uh, this offensive line has been among the best in the league since you've been here. This year, with all these injuries, it's so tough to get continuity. What has it been like seeing so many people in and out of the lineup? Yeah, I mean, it's really with how the NFL goes, you have a lot of interchangeable parts, guys going in and out. It's been been like that throughout my career. So it's interesting, you know, you see these young guys stepping up, getting into play and, and slowly evolving into the players that they're meant to be. So, you know, it's, it's fun watching the progress and um, really sitting back and trying to help them out as much as I can. Do you feel for people like Brandon Brooks, who's, you know, down for a while here? I mean, he's been banged up the last couple of years, and, and you guys are you guys are dance partners on the right side of the offensive line. Yeah, I miss my guy. He, you know, the best at what he does, and it makes me a better player and really makes it easy for me on Sundays. But the way he's looking uh, with rehab, man, I expect him to be out there, you know, probably sooner rather than later. I'd love to hear that. What percentage of health do you think you are, if you were to guess? Uh, I mean, I'm getting around, you know, close to 100. So it's, it's, healed, it's healing up and uh, getting my strength back and where I can just play and don't really have to think about it a whole lot. How did you feel you played on Sunday? Uh, I, felt, I felt I played pretty well. Um, you know, really when you go back, I mean, there's always lots of plays where you can go back and say my effort could have been a little bit better. So 
going back and looking at that, that's that's pretty much the, the the case. Lane, take me take me into the locker room. What's happening with the guys? Zero and two. Nobody expected to be here. Uh, what's the mindset like? I mean, it's really <laughs> kill or be killed. You get in, you get backed into a corner into a tight spot. You got to fight your way out. So. That's where we're at. I mean, there's really – you can say all this and all that, but really the only thing that matters in this league is wins. So we can say what we're going to do. It all goes down to how we play Sunday. I know we got to get get back at it here on the practice field, and that's where our, our focus is and intensity and, and do everything we can to get a win. It, it, you've been here before. What are the keys to not getting into finger-pointing, not letting this season go south? Man, you really got to ignore all the – all the outside stuff. I mean, you really just got you have a you have a job to do. You have an objective, and you got to give everything you can. It's uh, inside of your being to get that job done, and, and that's really it. everything else kind of goes to the side of that. So, um, you know, really got to re- regain focus. I know that it's early in the week. Cincinnati Bengals, pretty good front. I mean, they they came into the season thinking they would have a really good front. I know yes. they've had some injuries. You expecting Geno Atkins? Mike and Daniels was out last week. Geno yeah. Atkins, Geno Atkins, Hall of Famer. Mike Daniels, a hell of a player. Got Carlos Dunlap on the edge, hell of a player. Um, Hubbard, uh, Lawson. So really, really good front. It's got some active linebackers too. So yeah, really, really good front this week. And yet they got chewed up last week by the Browns. How, how, do, you, do you see why? Do, I know they've had some. Also, like every other team, people banged up. It really, yeah. it, it's amazing what it, what these injuries are doing to teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it can change the course for for a lot of teams. Really, I think it may be just be uh, gap integrity. They may be missing with uh, staying gap sound and having some holes exposed. You go back and watch the tape. But as far as talent and guys, whenever they're uh, not injured, they're a really good football team. Lane, finally, what was it like playing at Lincoln Financial Field as you kind of think back on it without the fans? It was weird. It was weird uh, running out of the tunnel, nobody out there, uh, you know, playing the Rocky theme song. There's nobody cheering. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, I guess, a lot like practice, I guess, but not the game experience is, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't feel just right. Was it all at all a challenge for you to get to your peak emotionally? That's the thing, man. I try not to get too worked up for games. I notice the times that I do that, I end up not playing too well. So I really just go out there. And, and the hardest thing, man, is just to maintain focus on that one play and not to, not to get distracted and, and try to give it your all in every play. So when you go back and watch the film, there's you know, lots of plays you can get more effort in, and, and that goes all across the board. Lane, thanks so much. Good luck on Sunday. Beat the Bengals. Yep. Yes, sir. As promised, head coach Doug Peterson, an exclusive interview, the head coach Back to the drawing board after a 37-19 loss to Los Angeles on Sunday. What's ahead for the Eagles against Cincinnati? Let's hear it from the head coach. We welcome you into our weekly one-on-one interview with head coach Doug Peterson. I'm insider Dave Spadaro. And, hey, Doug, 0-2, nobody expected to be in this position. First time you've been in this spot. Um, so what is the tone that you want to set this week for this football team? Well, the tone is, you know, uh, we've got to come to work and, and work. Um, you know, we, we we dug ourselves into this hole, and we're gonna we're gonna obviously you know pull ourselves out of this hole. And and the only way I know how to do that is to come to work this week and and prepare. You know, we got another great opportunity uh, against the Bengals. You know, on Sunday, um, looking forward to that opportunity and, and challenge. And and look, it's it's gonna take everybody uh, as we know. And and um, we, you know we got to fix some things, but uh, the guys are guys are up for the uh, for the task. In the past, there have been times when you've kind of reconstructed pieces of the offense. Um, do you feel like you need to do that for this week or for moving forward? You know, we're only two weeks in, um, and, and really I think we're kind of figuring out kind of who we are as an offense and a defense and really as a team. And, 
And uh, we we did take you know some some subtle steps forward uh, this past week, and and uh, things we can build on you know moving forward. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of wholesale changes, you know, with with uh, you know with with players or scheme or you know philosophy. It's just a matter of us understanding where we are and and uh, you know working hard to to get us out of it. What do you envision the identity of this offense to be in in the picture that you laid out before the season with all the personnel? What did you think this offense would be and now could be? Well, I think, you know, even my philosophy really hasn't changed, you know, with what we had discussed earlier. I mean, we still want to, you know, be able to run the football and then the play-action pass game, you know, comes off of that. Carson's One of Carson's strengths, obviously, is his ability outside the pocket, you know, with the quarterback boots and nakeds to – uh, throw the ball down the field, and then and then we mix in the screen game, which which we had some opportunities in the, in the game this past weekend, you know, to make some make some yards in the screen game. But that that right there, um, when you're talking about first and second down, that that wants that that's what our identity is and and what it should be, and and uh, we've got to I, I have to uh, continue to remind our players that that's that's who we are. Doug, you you just had a press conference on Monday. You answered about 25 straight questions about Carson, everybody wondering about number 11. You've been there. you played the position. You're a quarterback whisper. What is he going through, and how does he get back on track? Look, you know, it's it's difficult, and, and it's hard. It's hard to play the position. It's hard to play any position uh, at the National Football League level, and especially quarterback. And, um, you know, Carson's a prideful guy, and he, he's going to put a lot of pressure on himself to perform. And I just got to continue to communicate with him that he doesn't have to do everything himself, right? Just let the offense work. Let the guys around him work. Trust his eyes. Read and react. And do the things that he's gifted at doing. And and I think if we just kind of get him back to that, he's going to be fine. But, um, you know, with with the bad, obviously, comes – Come some outside pressure, and and um, you know he's he's got to just kind of spit that out and, and focus on the team, focus on on his job, and and it's it's probably easier said than done. Obviously, I've experienced it firsthand as a player, uh, so I know I know what it's all about. Yeah. So what is it all about? How how do you how did you get through it? How, how do quarterbacks get through it? Do you have sleepless nights? Do you come in earlier? Do you try not to put too much pressure on yourself? I, I don't think you have to do anything. Out of the out of your normal routine, um, you know. For me, it was just a matter of maybe focusing in a little bit more on a game plan. Um, you know, for for coaches, you know, for us, it's maybe scaling back a little bit, having less volume in a game plan, so you don't have to think as much and you just go play. Um, and 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 really just just come to work on Wednesday prepared and ready to go and, and lead, you know, stand up in front of the team and lead the team, you know, as the quarterback does. And, and that's all he has to do. It's, it's not about putting any added pressure on himself. And uh, this game's hard enough, right? There's always going to be pressure on a quarterback to perform, and he doesn't have to do that. Doug, there are more changes for the offensive line coming with Isaac Sayamalo out for a bit here. What do you see up front here for the week ahead? Well, I know, you know, uh, I've, Obviously, you know Nate Herbig had a had a really good game this past week. Kelsey played well. It was great to see Lane Johnson back out there, and then of course JP settling in at the left tackle spot. And now with Isaac going to miss some time, you know Matt Pryor filled in, did 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 okay. You know Sua Opeta is a player that that's been our practice squad. We've eleva- elevated him has a chance again. We've got some opportunities, some young guys, Jamon Brown, um, who we just picked up. You know we got to get him caught up to speed pretty quick here and, and see where he's at and see what he can 
he can do and, and, and you know, if we can plug him in and help. So there are some options there, um, you know, and, and we're going we're gonna to work to find, find the best one. Doug, tell me what you're seeing from the defense, particularly in the red zone. So good with Jim Schwartz as the defensive coordinator this year in two games. It's been a struggle. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, you, you think about last year and last couple of seasons, and that's the hardest thing is, you know, you look back and think we can we can kind of duplicate the same things. Well, this is a different season, and, and, and teams have a chance, just like with us, you know, teams have a chance to scout us. We have a chance to scout, you know, our opponents and, and all of that, and, you know, and, and it's just it just takes some time. I, I you know, I, I, I really don't like to keep reflecting back on, the lack of training camp time or OTA time, but really that's where you really put your foundation of your of your offense and defense in and, and your philosophies and, and really be able to work on some things. And, you know, there, there's got to be that sense of urgency, right, that that we all have to get this thing done and we got to do it in a, in, a, in a quickly, you know, a timely manner because um, we're into the regular season. We're, we're two weeks in and, and going on week three. So, um that sense of urgency has to really apply in all in all aspects of our game. Cincinnati comes to town on Sunday. Number one pick, Joe Burrow. I wonder how much you looked at him before the draft. I mean, you knew you weren't going to get a shot at him, but did you scout him a lot? I didn't scout him a ton because I knew I knew obviously we weren't in that position. But um, you just love the way he plays and, and and approaches the game. You know, he's again he's a lot like our guy from the standpoint of he's smart. He's a thinker. Um, you know, good athleticism can escape, can extend the plays with you know with his legs. Tough kid can stand in there and take a shot. Obviously, a proven winner. You know what he did at LSU last year and winning a national championship and all the you know sort of the accolades that come with that. And um, he's he's really started his season or his career uh, you know really well. So um, you know I, I'm a fan of his, obviously. Uh, but uh, come Sunday, he's on the other side, so we need to we need to get after him. Doug, your track record suggests that this will turn around. We got a long season ahead of us, but you know how Eagles fans are they they want to win every week. Obviously, give me some reasons why for them on their benefit why you feel good about where this team is headed. Well, you know, don't get us wrong either. We want to win every weekend yep, too, of course. Um, and and that goes without saying. But you know, again, our guys, our guys, as I said earlier, the guy, our guys are mad. They're they're determined. Um, they're eager to get back out on the practice field and, and really fix what's what's been wrong and and um, you know and that's and that, and that's yeah sometimes people don't want to hear that you know they want to hear like oh you're gonna you're gonna you know put in all these new plays or change your offense change you don't have to do that because all we have to do is fix the issues in front of us we do that we're gonna be okay and all we got to do is get that first W on the board and and then and then we'll see what happens after that. It comes on Sunday, Cincinnati at Lincoln Financial Field. Head coach Doug Peterson, our weekly one-on-one. Thanks so much, coach, and let's go beat the Bengals on Sunday. Thank you, Dave. And finally, the Bengals last playing on Thursday night, losing to the Cleveland Browns, allowing more than 200 rushing yards. It was an offensive explosion by both teams, and in front of a national television audience, number one draft pick Joe Burrow looked pretty, pretty good. He's got three touchdown passes and one interception in his two starts, both losses. He's taken a lot of hits. He's shown a lot of leadership. And yes, a whole lot of promise. Let's hear the inside word on the Cincinnati Bengals. My guest, Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com. Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com. Jeff, um, two teams with 0-2 records, but 
it just seems like the Bengals are not okay with it, but they're like, hey, we're going to grow with Joe Burrow. How impressive has the rookie quarterback been? Well, Dave, he's been great. I mean, he's been great not only on the field, but off the field. He's, uh, you know, he was uh, he was elected captain by these guys, which means you've been in this league long enough. That doesn't happen very often where the rookie, you know, the rookie becomes, you know, your offensive captain. And then uh, um, on the field, he's been, you know, he came, you know, if the, if the ref doesn't throw the flag in the opener, he's got a fourth quarter comeback win marching you down the field. And then, you know, he puts 30 points up on the board uh, Thursday night, you know, 72-hour uh, uh, recovery period. And um, so, yeah, he's been really, you know, he's been great. You know, the, you know, the concern around here is he's taken too many shots, you know, that uh, he's, been sacked, he's been sacked a bit and they've had trouble getting the running game going. So they're really, uh, they're really trying to concentrate and are protecting him. Jeff, t- tell me about Joe Burrow. I mean, I- I've watched him play a little bit, but – is he a classic pocket quarterback? I mean, how would you kind of describe him at this stage in his career? And where can he go, in your opinion? You've, been, you've seen enough quarterbacks in your career to, to know the really great ones when you, when you come across them. Yeah, I don't know how great he's going to be. I know he's going to be a good one. You know, uh, um, Dave, it's kind of funny. You know, I kind of describe him as kind of like a welterweight fighter back there. He's not your classic pocket packer, uh, pocket passer in the sense like Wenz who's just a big guy and stands up there seven step drop out like Carson Palmer and just guns him. Um, he can he's got a great pocket presence in the sense he knows how to move. He can move from side to side and he makes really good snap decisions with people in his face. Um, you know, uh, I think he can I think he's I think he's mobile. I think they could probably roll him out if they wanted to a little bit. He can bootleg it a little bit. So um, I, it's a, he's a hard comp, you know, to his style. I, I think he's kind of got a style all his own because I think he's very athletic and, um, he's got, and I'm not sure that you call him, a, he's, he's got a pocket presence, but I don't know if he's a pocket passer. You know what I mean? He, I think he is a very good pocket passer, but he can get out of there and he can make something happen. And without a real off season to come in and to grasp the offense, to be a, a captain um, certainly the moment is not too large for him. These are all very positive developments for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Oh, no question. You know, we just got to stop the other team and, you know, give him a chance. You know, uh, um, I think as good as he is, you know, you do, you do have to do some basics and that's keeping him in games. You know, you can't have a, you can't have a defense giving up 215 yards on the ground and you got to get your own ground game in, in going, you know. And so, uh, as good as he is, you know, he'll only take the next step if these guys take the next step. Okay, so Jeff, l- let's talk about the ground game. What did you expect from this ground game, and what have you seen through two games? Well, I thought they might use a little bit more, Dave. I just thought with the rookie quarterback, they might try to uh, ease him in a little bit. But um, I think um, they would they would probably like a little more balance too. And I, they were it was hard to be balanced the other night because they got down you know pretty quick, and so it's hard to rip them for not being balanced in that one. But I think they like to give it to to Joe Mixon a little bit more. I mean, this is a guy, one of these guys who gets better the more he touches it, you know. And uh, at the moment, uh, you know, the line is having a hard. And I don't know if this is a product of not having preseason games. You know, they talk about precision in the passing game. You know, you need timing in the running game too. And they really don't seem to have the timing that they had at the end of last year 
when uh, uh, Joe was the number two rusher in the league over the last uh, eight games of the year. It was uh, he was running one two. He and Derrick Henry were one two, and haven't really seen that precision, that rhythm that they got into that uh, back then. So um, I think it's something they're gonna. I think it's something they're gonna gonna concentrate on because I think they feel like it will help uh, Burrow get even more acclimated. Passing targets, we know about A.J. Green. How's he look coming back from the injury? I think he's still kind of trying to feel his way a little bit. Um, pretty rare thing. Uh, he had 13 targets the other night and only three catches. Uh, and I think that's only happened, according to NFL.com, I think that's only happened twice before in the last decade. It's pretty rare when a guy like A.J. Uh, gets 13 targets and doesn't have a big night. So I think he and Burrow is still trying to get connected. You know, I mean, that to me is a casualty of uh, not being around since, you know, just they've only been on the field really barely a month. To me, that's a that's where you can see kind of the uh, the fallout of that. Um, I think also AJ's just trying to get he's trying to get back in. You know, he hasn't played in a, in almost two years. So I think he's trying to get back into into sync. And I don't think there's any, you know, it's not going to take him too long to do that because He's uh, shown flashes of uh, being that guy, but I think he's just got to get his. Uh, he's just got to get hooked up with Burrow, and he's got to get a few more snaps under him. I know that you had a loss at tight end. How significant was that loss? And what other targets does Joe use? Oh yeah, I mean it's a, that's a, that is a tough loss. CJ Uzama, uh, the most experienced tight end, and he was having a really good year. He was at eight catches. He was one of his more reliable targets. But I think you'll see Joe go to his tight end. The next guy up is Drew Sample. Guy who's a second round pick for them uh, in 2019. They got a lot of uh, they got a lot of hope in him. I, I think you'll see him. But you know his go to guy really has been Tyler Boyd. I, I, I think he, you know this guy is a lock on fourth down. I think uh, Joe completed all uh, all five fourth down attempts in Cleveland Thursday night. Three of them went to Tyler Boyd, and he's that's that's what Tyler Boyd does. He's a he moves the chains. He's a slot receiver. He's really come into his own. So you're going to see, you'll see Joe go to uh, AJ, you'll see him go to Boyd, and I think you'll see him go to Sample underneath quite a bit. How good's the offensive line, Jeff? I think it's better than people think. Um, but, you know, when your quarterback gets hit like that, they're going to get they're gonna get criticized. So uh, they know that. And uh, they're going to, I think they, I think they just need reps together. I think, I think they feel a lot better, Dave, I think they, they feel a lot better about this line now than they did last year. Jonah Williams at left tackle. He's their number one pick uh, from 2019. He's finally playing. I think they like what he's doing. I think they like they're they're going with these two big guards now. Michael Jordan at uh, left guard, Fred Johnson at right guard. Very big men. I think they really like what they're going to do in the future for him. And um, you know, I think that uh, like I said, uh, the the numbers may not be there from the folks from Pro Football Focus, but I think they feel a lot better about this unit this year than they did last year. And then, Jeff, there's the defense. Um, I guess I kind of thought to be – I thought this defense would have a really powerful front four, and then everything would kind of work off that. Is that what you're seeing? Well, they have their uh, – they've been just uh, uh, paralyzed at defensive tackle. I mean, they've lost uh, – they lost two guys before they even took a snap, lost another tackle once camp got going, and then they haven't had their perennial pro bowler, Geno Atkins – at all this year, and Mike Daniels, uh, a, a very good, solid veteran who they picked up um, right before camp, he, he didn't play at all last game. So it was Gino and Mike Daniels. So they were going with, you know, three, four, five uh, backup 
D tackle. So they hope to have uh, at least Gino back or Daniels. They hope to have one of those guys back this week. But that seems to have set a uh, kind of a tough tone for them because they really they poured over. They committed more than a hundred million dollars in salary and free agency on defense, and um, you know they drafted two linebackers pretty high. And so with all all with the sense that they were going to. Uh, uh, stop the run so they could stop the run and get they get very talented pass rushers but you don't know that because you know they're giving up they're getting gashed and uh they've been gashed for the last three years in the ground game and uh cleveland did it again the other night so they gotta get gino back they gotta get daniels back and they gotta get they gotta get some you know they gotta play together more right? to me that's another uh, casualty of uh not having a preseason was you they overhauled the defense which was just the exact move but you know, it's hard to uh, get everybody in sync with uh, the amount of time they've had on the field. We're we're trying to get Carson Wentz going here, um, and I know that you have you had injuries in the secondary as well, correct? Yeah, uh, but not as uh, you know uh, the the corner that they got um, from the Vikings, who they they paid a lot of money for. Trey Waynes is uh, not going to be back until November, uh, probably you know much later in the year with an you know with an injury. They've been banged up at safety, but they should have Sean Williams back this week, I think. Uh, one of their safeties. And, uh, you know, I, actually, they've been getting pretty good play at corner from William Jackson the third, And there's Phillips. They've played okay. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been this the problem that they have is not being able to uh, stop the run. I think they get, they, they've been getting pretty good corner play. But they have to, uh, their front seven has to get it together. How did the Bengals win this game, Jeff? I think they have to. Uh, they obviously have to stop the run, and they have to. Uh, they have to protect Burrow. They got to get Mixon. They got to get. Uh, they got to get Mixon going. I think they get Mixon going. That's the key for him. I, you know, Wenz is dangerous. You know, keep him off the field, and uh, it'd be tough. I guess if uh, I don't know, uh, Dave, you're gonna have fans there. I guess right. No fans. You know? No fans. No fans. Uh, well, that's probably a break for Wentz because <laughs> they probably uh, his first mistake. They'll probably be all over him, but. Uh, he won't. He won't have to deal with that. And um, I think this. This is in. Uh, this is in the Bengals' court now. They have to. They gotta. Uh, they have to uh, uh, take advantage of uh, of Mixon, and they have to. They have to uh, protect them. They gotta. I think they gotta keep. Uh, they gotta keep the defense. They gotta keep the defense off the field until they can get squared away. So um, they run the ball. They get a shot. Yeah. Two two teams desperate for a win. Jeff, thank you so much. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their work. I want to thank all of you for tuning in each and every episode. And if you do have a moment to drop us a five-star review or any kind of review, that is more than welcome. We have the link for you in the details section of your podcast library. I'm back on Friday with our tailgate edition as we get closer to week three of the Eagles and the Bengals. Boy, oh boy, do we need a Philadelphia victory, huh? Eagles beat the Bengals. Got a few more days to prepare here in practice at the Novacare Complex. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, But make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts 
which give you the news in a flash, Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts. And remember, Eagles fans, text EAGLES to 26797 to register to vote.